Welcome back to Let's Get Haunted with your host, Matt Strong and Allie. Welcome back, guys, to episode 90 and a half, listener stories number 10. Um, I am so excited to do this episode because I have had this package sitting in my car for like what yes. seems like forever. I mean, hopefully it's not something that that's like perishable. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, you guys. So we went to the P.O. box. Nat has a package. I have two packages. Natalia, do you want to open yours first? Yes, I'm going to do that right now. Okay. Hey, spooks. My name is Cindy. I've written in on listener stories, but you'll probably get this package before you get to it. So I'll just say my dad smells like old ladies. And when you get to it, you'll know. I do follow (laughs) on Insta, but I'm not super active on social media. So I try to remember to like stuff. I also check often to see if the shirts are available so I can get one. On one episode, you ask if Irish people are superstitious. My family is of Irish descent and we've always been a little fit, but nothing crazy. Then I met my fiance's family and his grandparents are from Ireland. Now my fiance is superstitious and he's always worried things will be bad. Like if your shoes are on the floor and they aren't set next to each other, then your ankles will break. Also, when he was a kid, his grandmother told him about this demon that will pull you under the bed if you hang a limb off. This was a bedtime story they told children. (laughs) I can't remember what it was called, but an episode about Celtic demons and cryptids would be cool. I made you some door hangs, and if you wanted to give them out, you can. If you hate them, you can just throw them away. Lol. No. Also, there are gifts for you. Nat, please do not take offense to your bracelet set. I made it out of love, I promise. I adore you ladies <laughs> and, and your podcast. Maybe too much? My fiance makes fun of me because I talk about you guys like I actually know you. He's not into the paranormal, it freaks him out. He hears snips and he asks me how y'all know all this. <laughs> I tell him you do a lot of research. He nervously asks, it's not real though, right? And of course the correct response is, who's to say? <laughs> yeah. So obviously he doesn't listen to my, as he puts it, oogie boogie podcast. I still give him very watered down snippets of the interesting history stuff because he does like history. I've caught up, so I just play random episodes now when I, while I clean and drive. I want to really thank you. I recently gotten some medical news and have to have kind of a serious surgery. I have to put on this strong face because I don't want to hear people repeat, I'm sorry, but honestly, I'm pretty scared. Your podcast gives me the opportunity to get those scared feelings out. Never stop haunting. Love ya, Cindy. P.S. Groovy groomer slash kooky crafter on Insta and sinister. Sinister, Sinister Motives on YouTube. That's a cool name because her name's Cindy, Sinister Motives. Oh, super Um, cool. I loved that. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Cindy. Yeah, I'm sure by the time we're reading this, you already have your surgery and you're doing great. Hell yeah. Yeah, and if you haven't already had your surgery yet, we're manifesting that you're going to have a great surgery. Yeah, Cindy, I hope that your fiance is bringing you chicken soup and lots of bread, and I hope that you're feeling much better now. I can definitely sympathize. I fucking hate surgery, especially depending on what you're going in to get it for, and especially now that we're in a pandemic. I can imagine it's super stressful because there a lot of hospitals aren't even letting you have visitors or family members there to like hold your hand while you go in or comfort you when you're coming out. So I'm glad that our podcast could in some small way maybe be that hand to hold if you're allowed to listen to something before you go into surgery. Not sure how helpful our haunted, um, ridiculous, bad vibe stories will be for relaxing you for surgery. But I am very honored that you say that our podcast has brought you joy. So 
Thank you so much. Okay, now I'm gonna open the, the package because there's so many cool stuff in there. Okay, Allie, this one's for you. So I'm opening Ooh. it. It's a, a treasure box, like a wooden treasure box. And it says, you got Cindy. Alyssa loves little trinkets oh and my shit God. like this. I love knickknacks. Oh my gosh, there's money in here. What? There's a $2 bill. That's good luck. And then there's something else. Oh, this is amazing. It says there's no time to explain. Oh, I and love it. And it's like it. A, a bracelet set. You see that? Oh, I love that. I'm going to wear that on one of our next episodes. There's no time to explain. And then also a necklace with, um, oh, it's one of those, what do you call it? A planchette on the end. See that? Wait, I can. Okay, guys. So we're not recording in the same room today. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. It's like an iridescent, um, yeah. I want to say acrylic planchette. Yeah. It's, isn't that cool? Oh, I love Love it. Thank you so much, Cindy. That's so thoughtful. So thoughtful. Now I'm going to open mine. Oh, it's also a treasure box. Wow, Cindy, you went all out. And Nat loves treasure. If we've learned anything about Natalia over three seasons <laughs> of episodes, it's that she can never turn down a piece of treasure. So this is perfect. Oh my gosh, I also got a $2 bill. Where is she getting all these $2 bills? I thought these were rare. This is sick. <laughs> this is hilarious. Mine says shitty Reddit based podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and I also have a haunted planchette necklace. These are great. And she put Cindy. so much effort into these. Cindy, that is awesome. Very cute. Okay, there's some more stuff in here. This is literally like a treasure box right now. Yeah, Cindy, Natalia and I have been having a bad week, so this is a very good morale booster, and I really, really appreciate it. They're little door hangers, and they say BRB, gotta go, and yes. then it's like a chalkboard at the bottom oh with chalk hanging. That is so amazing. So you can say what you gotta go do. I can't wait. And I'm then gonna, on the wow. back side, on the back side, they say come in and get haunted. And then on the other side, BRB gotta go. Why am I not still in college? This would have been so fucking funny in college to put on like a dorm room door. I'm still going to use yeah. it though. I'm going to use it in my house. Uh, you know what I'll do? I'll put it on the front door. And then the mailman will see it and be like, this bitch is fucking haunted. I'm never delivering here again. Alyssa and I have this pipe dream that we're going to get an office in the new year. Yes. Prices are so low for office space from COVID. So this would be perfect in our office. Definitely. Like, think about how annoyed everyone else that's like a real business professional <laughs> would be of like our shenanigans. Yeah. You know? Oh like they're, my God. they're coming into work at like 730 in the morning and they just like see all this haunted to shit like in this like little office at the on the corner right thank you so much cindy these are incredible i'm i'm seriously like so my heart is so warmed thank you thank you very really, much really cindy like okay well i have two packages here and the first one comes from page k who natalia she is from fort worth what i my parents lived in fort worth for a really long time we used to always go to Billy Bob's. I would go to the stockyards with my friend Catherine over Christmas and we would um, shamefully, not actually the opposite of shamefully, shamelessly smoke cigarettes and take whiskey shots and, and <laughs> sing country music outside. But like we, I think it was kind of offensive because like when you get drunk, you're like, oh, I'm a cowboy. But right. there's like real cowboys there, you know, wearing like buckles and boots and hats like right. it's like real legit cowboys and then you're like there and you're like look at me i'm a cowboy do, 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 do. it's like <laughs> they're just weird, exor right? exercising extreme restraint by not like pushing you into the cows yeah. yeah yeah okay well Paige wrote us a letter and it says nat and Allie, my name is Paige, and i am a huge fan 
Not only do I love the content of your podcast, but I also love your personalities and the friendship that the two of you share. Y'all actually remind me of myself and my BFF. I'm more of a gnat while my bestie is more like Allie. I'm originally from Georgia, so I loved your Lake Lanier episode. I now live in Fort Worth, and it has several hauntings. I have enclosed a book that details many of these hauntings. It is my hope that you enjoy learning about Fort Worth hauntings and that maybe you'll even visit one day to see the hauntings for yourself. Once again, I am a huge fan and can't think of anyone who deserves positive hauntings more than y'all. Stay slay, Paige K, at hello, this is Paige on Insta. Oh, thank you, Paige. Wow, that's great. And look at this book. It's called Haunted Fort Worth. Okay, this actually might be like the perfect book to for finding new topics, especially because you've got an inn in Fort Worth. I'm sure you still know people there. Yeah, I do. We can send people to go look at it. Thank you, Paige. We really appreciate that, especially yeah. because I feel like lately we've been using the books people have sent us to find topics mm-hmm. more frequently than we've been using the internet. And it's very refreshing. It is. Yeah. Like, I first of all, I don't understand how people used to write books at all. <laughs> like, did they like went on a quest to go find a scroll of information that yeah. no one knew? You know what I mean? Like, right. how did we get information before? And like, if the information was wrong, you just didn't know unless you read somewhere else in another book or another printed thing that it was wrong. Okay, I've got the last package here. I'm opening up a card. And this says, oh, it has a little butterfly on the front. Look at that. Oh, that's cute. Very it's black cute. and green Slytherin. So this letter reads, Dear Nat and Allie, my name is Bella. I am 23 years old and I love your podcast. I first listened to it one month ago and have been listening to every episode since. I work a lot with crystals for meditation and in my tarot work. I put together two little crystal bags for you both. The pink bag is for Nat and the mint colored bag is for Allie. I have written some info on the index cards attached about each crystal. Each crystal has been cleansed and charged by me, so the energy is clean. Thank you both for always putting out great haunted content. I look forward to future episodes. Stay haunted, Bella. P.S. When I was 15, my friends and I came across a barn in the middle of a field at 2 a.m. in the outskirts of our town. After seeing the barn, we encountered what we all believe was an alien that tried to crash our car that we were in. I will have to write you an email about that night. It was one of the creepiest things I've ever experienced. Oh, my God. Yes. You have to write it. Oh, my God. I got chills just thinking about that. If you know one thing about me, I know you're a new listener. You just started listening last month. But if you know anything about us, it's that Nat loves treasure. I love aliens. (laughs) Tell me the story about the aliens. Did you talk to him or her or they? what did yeah. what was the interaction like um please write in an email let's get haunted pod at gmail.com super thoughtful thank you guys and if you guys would like thank to send guys. us uh any mail sorry i just like spaced i was like what am i trying to say if anyone out there listening would like to send us mail we have a p.o box you can address the package to let's get haunted p.o box 1658 camarillo california 93011 I can't wait to put all of this in our office that we're going to manifest, right? I know, yes. Are you ready to read some emails? Yes. Go for it, Natalia. Alrighty. This one comes to us from Vincente M. Three different experiences, it says. Hey guys, I'm Vincent from Chile. First of all, just wanted to say I love the podcast. It's one of the two I actually listen and wait for a new episode. 
The other one is about Drag Race. Yesterday, yes. I was listening to episode 30 and a half, and I got inspired to share my stories with you in the community. One, sleep paralysis. I've experienced sleep paralysis a bunch of times in my life, but I never saw anything out of the ordinary until like two to three months ago. I was at a friend's house hanging out, and since it was late, I slept over. Since we're really good friends and known each other for years, we slept in his room on the same bed. When I woke up the next morning, I felt kind of weird, like I was heavier than usual. Then I noticed I couldn't move. I was facing the ceiling and tried to move my head to see if my friend was awake, but I couldn't. Suddenly I got chills down my spine and felt cold, which was weird since I was still covered by the blankets. I looked around to see if the window was open. And when I noticed, there was a tall man standing in the doorway dressed in all black. This weird, creepy thing is that he had no face, but I could feel like he was looking straight at me. And I don't know why I couldn't take my eyes off his inexistent face. I started to freak out and tried to move until my body gave in and it exited the trance. I didn't tell my friend because I didn't want him to worry and he didn't say anything. So I didn't think he even noticed. I haven't been to his house ever since. Number two, OBE slash astral projection. Once when I was little, I was in a plane coming home from vacation. I always had trouble falling asleep on planes because they're as uncomfortable as fuck. <laughs> but this trip, I was exhausted, so I fell asleep as soon as I sat down. Suddenly, I woke up and opened my eyes, but I was blinded by this very bright light coming from outside. So bright, I couldn't see anything outside except this bright white light. Then I turned to see if my father, who sat beside me, was awake. But I was surprised when no one was there. No. I looked around and noticed there was no one on the plane. All of the <gasps> seats were empty. I started to panic. I got up and walked to the cabin to see if the pilot was there since the plane wasn't falling or anything. But I couldn't go in since the door was locked. I gave up and went back to my seat, watching the blinding light from the windows. I passed on the way to my seat. And I'm not kidding when I tell you when I got to my seat, I could see myself sleeping. No. I woke up immediately, looked around, and everyone was normal. I told this story to my psychologist, who knew a lot about these things, and told me I traveled to another plane of existence. What the fuck? The plane of light. Since then, I haven't done more research, but I'd love to listen about this topic on the podcast since a lot of people have had this kind of experience, and some are creepy AF. Number three, attachment. This one time I woke up in the morning, the day after my grandma's funeral, and the first thing I noticed was my pillow felt weird to the touch. I opened my eyes and saw that my pillow was missing its cover. I looked around and found the cover on the floor, and when I picked it up, I saw that it was ripped in half. I told my mom, but she didn't believe me. When I told her it wasn't me, because when I went to sleep the night before, my pillow had its cover. I took photos of it and sent it to some friends, and they told me it was definitely something paranormal. I told my psychologist what happened and showed her the photo. She asked me if I could send it to her so she could share it with some of his friends who could see auras and stuff through pictures and they would know who was the one that ripped the cover. The next week she sat me down, gave me some tea and told me she heard from her friends. What she told me made me want to throw up since I never thought something like this would happen to me. You didn't do it, but something attached to you did. Something what? evil. 
What happened was when I went to the burial of my grandma, something or someone on the graveyard attached to me because I was vulnerable emotionally and fed on that negative energy and lashed out resulting in the ripping of my favorite pillow cover. Sorry for the long mail, but I've been waiting for an opportunity to share these stories with people. I hope you find this interesting. Keep the, up the good work. Um, Vincent, those are all horrifying. What the fuck? But most of all, the astral projection when where you just like saw yourself sleeping. No. And then also, your psychologist oh. told you she, you went to a, a, the river of light or something. First of all, your psychologist, I fuck with them, but also that's not what you want to hear from your psychologist. <laughs> I could not have said it better myself. Yeah, like I fuck with them. They're like, you know, giving you advice and stuff. They're consulting with friends. They seem like they, you know, they're listening to you and taking it in. But yeah, no, the last thing I want to hear, from, I want my psychologist to tell me like, hey, it's okay. It was just a nightmare, right. like combined with like Anxiety. the stress of travel. Yeah. You're totally, don't real. worry. You're fine. You're grounded. It wasn't real. And instead your psychologist is just like, hey, a demon attached <laughs> to you at the graveyard. And also you traveled to another plane of existence. Wow. Maybe we should go to Chile. I feel like we might be better yeah. appreciated there. Also, I just want to say that sleep paralysis story reminded me of the smiling man episode we did where people would just like see a smiling man with no or like a man with no face in the mm. corner of the room or standing over their bed at night. And mm. that is very haunting to me. Yes. Love it. Thank you so much, Vincent, for writing in that email. This one comes from Rob M. Hey, Allie and Nat. My name is Rob and I'm a huge fan of the podcast. I'm Native American and Mexican in my late 20s and a soldier in the army. I've been all over the world in very weird and sketchy places and have one combat deployment under my belt. And even so, there is one memory that still shakes me to my core when I think about it or tell the story to others. I was about 15 years old and I was in my room watching TV and getting ready to go to sleep. I remember it was very late. I had just sat up in bed to find my, my remote to turn the TV off. I found it, I turned it off, and laid down to go to bed. But as soon as my head touched the pillow, out loud at a normal conversation volume came the ugliest and scariest voice I have ever heard in my life. I opened my eyes, sat back up in bed, and still the voice continued speaking to me. Then silence. I jumped off the bed, turned the light on, and ran downstairs to my mother's room and woke her as if I were a little kid. She was absolutely horrified. I can't tell you what the voice was saying because it definitely didn't speak English or Spanish. If I had to take a wild guess, I would say it was speaking in Latin. <gasps> no! Oh my god, I'm gonna cry. If I had to describe how it sounded, it was like a stereotypical voice used for a witch in old cartoons, except it sounded more genuine. That's the best way I can describe it. I know that may not be too entertaining, but it truly happened. Nothing had ever happened before and nothing has ever happened after, except for once, not to me, but to someone who was around me. At this time, I was still fairly new and low ranking in the army. I was stationed in Hawaii and we were heading to a training exercise on the big island. I was a part of maybe 10 people who went a few days early to ensure that everything was good. Nine enlisted men and one officer. 
Well, the first night went fine, no issues. The second night, we were all out talking ghost stories of all things. My roommate was there and I had told him the story before, the one that I just told you right now. He told me to tell the officer my story. I told him and he stood there horrified, looking as if he was trying to digest it. He then said that what I had just explained had happened to him the first night there while he was all alone in the officer barracks. No. I didn't know what to say. He slept in the enlisted barrack until the rest of our unit got to the island. Keep up the great work with the podcast. Y'all are awesome. Rob. Dude, when Rob. you said that voice was like speaking Latin, I don't know why, but like uh, tears came to my eyes. Like you can still see my nose is red. I like just like started yes. crying out of just like fear. I, <laughs> I'm home alone right now and it's like so quiet. Oh, cause we're, yeah, because we're recording. So I like turned off all of the like, I don't know, the fans and everything. And it's just like super eerily still and quiet. And I just like, oh my God, scares me. I got the chills when the officer said that he heard that exact same thing because it makes me think, okay, Rob, hear me out. What if the voice you heard came from you? Mm. Then that would explain why your officer heard it one of the nights, right? Unless the officer was alone that night. I'm not super clear on what the sleeping arrangement was, but because I'm wondering like, what if some demonic voice came from you in your sleep or oh, something no. and then like woke you up when you were 15 <gasps> and you could like still hear it echoing and then now you like did that creepy voice again oh, at God. age 20 something and then the officer heard it and woke up I don't know or I guess it could be an attachment oh my god I literally have tears in my eyes it's too <laughs> scary it's too scary it's so scary no Rob, I'm sure you're fine. Don't worry. But that is fucking creepy as shit. And I am... Natalia's crying. I can see her right now. We're not recording together in the same room. We're recording on Zoom. And I can see her wiping tears from it's her really eyes. It's really scary. I'm, I'm also on my period, but it's really scary. Like, <laughs> I'm extra sensitive to paranormal right now. Well, Rob, I hope you're okay. And thank you for your service. And let us know if that voice has ever made a comeback. Send another email. This one comes to us from Corey. It says, I probably shouldn't spend time in haunted houses. Hey, Nat and Allie, I'm a relatively new listener to the podcast, but I have listened to every episode and I really enjoy your enthusiasm and dedication. I definitely noticed your researching and storytelling skills have improved over the last year and wanted to tell you to keep up the good work. Wow. I have a couple stories of my own I want to share of my encounters in two different locations here in Ontario, Canada. I think both places would make good episodes should you choose to look into them. Now, I went to both of those places a few months apart when I was 13 to 14. By coincidence, both were with Girl Guide groups, like the Girl Scouts for those of you south of the border, so I wasn't alone for either of these experiences. I would also like to say, while I've never visually seen a ghost, I definitely feel what you guys call bad vibes, and both of these places were full of them. The first place is the Ottawa Jail Hostel in Ottawa, Ontario. On a group trip to Ottawa, we decided to stay there, which should have been fine, but due to terrible decision-making, we also chose to take an Ottawa ghost tour the first night of our stay, which included the hostel itself. Oh my God. Can you imagine? No. Like, like going on a like, ghost this is tour and they pull, up to your, they pull up to your fucking <laughs> hotel and they're like, yep, this is the worst place in this whole city. 
I should probably explain what the jail hostel is. Nowadays, the place is a typical hostel, letting people stay there for cheap when they visit the capital. But it was the first, it was first built as the primary prison in Ottawa and was in use for over a century. The jail was built with the highest technologies at the time, mid 19th century, which are now considered to be barbaric and cruel. It also had a state-of-the-art gallows tower, which was inside no. the building, connected directly to the cells used for those who were to hang. What the fuck? When Canada banned capital punishment, the jail was closed and the newer modern prison was built. The hostel developed sometime after that, though they have chosen to keep some of the cell blocks for tours or for daring people to sleep in. We no. weren't dumb enough to stay in a cell, but we did take the tour. On the tour, they showed us the various spooky sights around Ottawa before taking us up to the cells. I was already creeped out, but only once I saw these did I start to get serious bad vibes. When the tour takes us to the other side of the cell block, the four cells which comprised death row. Throughout this, of course, our guide was telling us about the sightings which have occurred in the hostel and how stuff moves around in the cells on its no. own. I had a not great digital camera with me, so I took a picture of the bed in one of the cells, which is said to move. There was a large ball of light right in the center of the picture. I started to freak out, but all my friends ignored me. We start to head <laughs> out of death row into what I thought was a stairwell, but past a really creepy door at the end of the cell block, which the guide told us never opens. That door scared me like nothing else. As we passed into the stairwell, I hear a bang and everyone behind me screamed. I jumped up and shut the door as everyone in the stairwell screamed. Then, with the door shut, those left behind screamed again. I, freaking out, curled up into a ball on the floor. The guide opened the door again and the whole group flooded out into what the guide told us was the gallows. The group left them behind, including my mom, who was mad I left her to die, told us the painting fell down. <laughs> My mom thinks it caught on her backpack and got pulled off the wall, which is possible, but that place is super haunted, so I don't know. The other place I went to was a few months later with a different girl guide group. This place was called the Alma College and had been a girls' finishing school from the late 19th century until it was closed in 1994. At the time, it was under construction to be developed into a retirement home, which was never fully worked out for various reasons. We were allowed to go there because the family of one of our guide leaders owned it and wanted to creep us out. So this place didn't only look like it was out of a horror movie, it actually is out of a horror movie and was used in two different horror movies as a oh. set. It was creepy. I had bad vibes from the moment I saw the place. As we walked through the rundown and under construction building, our leader told us the history of the place and the story of the ghost which haunted it. The story goes that a house mistress named Angela was greatly disliked by the girls she watched over and the girls decided to play a prank on her. They tricked her to get in a trunk in the attic and locked her in, planning to release her later. But they forgot and she died. Seems like a questionable story, right? After a while, I get too freaked out and had to go stand outside with one of the adults. I was so worked up. I remember I couldn't even look at the place and stood facing away. The other girls wanted to keep exploring, so they did. Until about a half hour later, they all come running out of the house screaming. They were walking up a set of stairs when something at the top threw small rocks down at them, so they bolted. On our way home, we stopped at a coffee shop to go to the bathroom and calm down. <laughs> <laughs> that was when one of the other girls finally got a look at her arm, which had long scratches down it that she didn't remember getting from anywhere, and she swears she was always in the middle of the group. 
The Alma College burned down a few years later, and while the town tried to blame the family who owned it, I doubt that greatly. The guide leader was also a close family friend, and her and her family were always so kind and generous, donating to charity, etc. The official report says it was teen vandalism, which is possible, but seems like a stretch. Personally, I just think the police was evil. Thanks for reading my novel here. If you have any questions, let me know. I'm an open book. From Corey. Corey. What the fuck? I want to say that I think you might be the most dramatic person I've ever met in my <laughs> life just based off of reading this. But I also think it's so, like, it's so funny that, you know, you're just getting so fucking freaked out on this on this uh these like tours that you couldn't even like you had to leave the building and go stand outside with an adult and turn around and face away from it <laughs> i'm not making fun i well i guess i am but how do you listen to this podcast are you not so scared the whole time like that was very that was very fun i feel like it would be fun to be in that group of girls yeah definitely i uh, cory I wonder, like, if you're just super sensitive to the paranormal. Well, I guess they said that, um, or she said that she feels bad vibes, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so maybe she's more, like, maybe she's more sensitive. Yeah, exactly. But that was honestly my favorite part was when there was the loud bang, you curled up into, into a, ball, a ball and then, the got, and then got separated from your mom. And then at, when you, like, reunite later, your mom's like, you just left me there to die. <laughs> Yeah, those I mean, that would be so, so scary. Like, I hate those fake haunted houses, you know, where, like, the people scare you. Oh, yeah. Like, I've literally fell down in those and stuff before because I was, like, just so scared, you know? Um, yeah. So I could see how if you were in a real haunted house and a loud bang happened, you would fucking freak out. Also, I went to um, Universal Horror Nights one year and I did not handle it well. So yeah, I can't. <laughs> if you guys don't know what that is, it's in Hollywood and it's at Universal Studios. And they do this thing called Horror Nights around Halloween where they just dress up as like fucking haunted scarecrows and like people on stilts with like demon horns and they get way too close to you and they like chase you down with these fake chainsaws but my thing is always like what if this is the one time that a crazy person was let loose here with a real chainsaw i know and they dressed up as one of them yeah actually there was an article that was i recently read where someone at one of these haunted houses this year like this has already just happened They accidentally stabbed like an 11 year old boy in the foot because they were using a real knife to scare him. And they were like dragging it on the floor, making like, like trying to make loud noises to scare the little boy. And then they accidentally stabbed his toe through his crock. I mean, it wasn't bad enough that he like is seriously injured. Like he stayed at the park and I saw the picture. It was just like a little bloody. And obviously that guy got fired, but like what the fuck right that, no that is not okay i am not okay with that see this is why i don't want to go i feel like a tour though a tour of an actual haunted house weirdly would make me feel safer because right. then it's like i understand what i'm getting into there's not going to be a clown with a chainsaw chasing yeah. me down a hallway because this place is actually haunted versus right like going into some movie back lot that's been turned into a, a place like, to scare the shit out of you yeah, <laughs> yeah like a corn maze a fake corn maze and yeah. then there's just like a a farmer with seven legs coming out of his head like <laughs> <laughs> chasing you with a screwdriver and like i and, don't want that yeah and like uh what is that thing that gives you epilepsy like the light 
the strobe, oh, lights, strobe lights everywhere and yeah. fog. Yeah, it's just like yeah, so you scary. Just can't see. Yeah, no, no, thank you. I'll take. You know what? I will take a haunted painting falling down in a jail block any day compared to Universal Horror Nights. Okay, this next email comes from Aubrey Y. Hey, Ali and Nat. My name is Aubrey. I'm going to use my work name in case you guys would like to know any other spooky stories. Most take place at my job and I am in sex work, so I'm going to protect my identity. I'm a new listener. I've been listening while playing Animal Crossing lately since I'm isolating and super bored and you guys have been helping me. Anyways, on to the story. This happened when I was 17 and I'm 24 now. This story is really long. I had this best friend in high school. She was having a hard time at home and me being a teenager who isn't logical, I begged my mom to let her live with us. For some reason, my mom said yes. She lived with us during the summer and the first week of 12th grade. When I was in high school, I lived in a very small town of about 800 people, so nothing better to do than party. My friend and I went to a party one night. She met this guy and brought him home with us. My parents didn't give a shit what we were up to. About a week later, she wanted to go see the same guy in the next town over. So we went, and in this town, there's an old church, missionary historical grounds, and a lot of talk that these two places are haunted. So this guy had two friends with him as well, and the four of them were drinking while I was going to be the sober driver. Around 4 a.m., they get an idea to go to the church. I didn't want to go, but I drove them anyway. The closer we got to the church, the worse I felt. I felt like something bad was there. Finally, we pulled up and I dropped them off and I got the fuck out of there and drove to the end of the road and parked there waiting for them to just call me saying they were ready to be picked back up. Finally, they called. I went back to get them and everything seemed fine. They showed me photos, which were terrifying. Most of them were distorted with this weird red haze (gasps) cast over them. We went to bed and then drove home in the morning. I don't know how many days later, but she started telling me things about how the guy she was seeing has a little girl attached to him. No. Fuck that. So I was kind of like, oh, haha, and brushed it off. (laughs) Bad idea. She started acting weird, laughing at nothing, staring blankly at nothing, scratching her arms until they bled and making strange clicking noises. Then it was the night before the first day of 12th grade and we went to stay at my other best friend's house, who is a male, and we are going to go to school together in the morning. It was about 10 p.m. and she started acting weird again and it scared the shit out of me. Plus, we didn't want his dog to attack her, so he told her. So he told me to go with the dog in the spare room. I started hearing the bed creaking from in the spare room, and I thought maybe he kicked me out so that they could secretly have sex. That is, until my guy friend busted through the spare room door, bawling his eyes out, just staring at me, not talking. To this day, I have never been told by him what happened in there. His ex-girlfriend told me that my friend tried to kill him, but never went into detail how. So that's as much as I know. After this, she only lived with me for about a week before I begged my mom to kick her out. Maybe I'm an asshole, but I never spoke to her again. 
Side note story to make the main story scarier. I was telling this story to one of my friends when I was around 20 in a gas station parking lot. And guess who pulled up next to us in the parking lot? That guy from the party. I raced out of the parking lot afterwards. Hope you guys enjoyed and were spooked as I always will be from this story. Much love and keep up the great work. XOXO Aubrey. I'm just crying. That's so scary. <laughs> that is so fucking scary. Oh, that's so scary. Ugh. Natalia's crying again and now I'm starting to cry. That's too scary. Can you just imagine like it's your friend? You like clearly you know this person. You know that they don't yeah. just like stare at walls and make clicking noises and scratch their arms. But then they see they like go to this haunted location one night and come back and they're just never the same <sighs> after yeah. that. Dude, I compl- I understand the story and that's why it's so scary. They tried to kill him? What the fuck? I don't, I like, honestly, I don't even know what to say, Aubrey. That is so scary. I would have, oh my gosh. First of all, I would have been very happy to be with the dog, at least. Yes. Especially if the dog, if my dog is trying to attack someone, well, you know what, from, this story has taught me from now on, if my dog tries to attack someone to just let him, like, don't, don't (laughs) try to stop it. Just be like, you know what, that person's haunted. Like, they deserve to get attacked right now. Sorry. Aubrey, have you ever been like, curious to look up like on Facebook or Instagram or whatever to look this friend up and see how they're doing now I would be interested to know like were they able to like overcome this problem they were having like do they know why they were having the problem look even if you overcome that problem okay you need to switch schools change your (laughs) (laughs) what just happened I don't know Natalia just screamed what happened I just have the chills. Like, I feel like I'm hearing noises. Like, everything is everywhere scaring me. You guys, from my perspective, from my perspective, I'm watching Natalia on Zoom. She's alone in a room with, like, a black trash bag behind her. And she just turned super fast to the left and screamed, but there was nothing there. I was looking. There's nothing there. So now I'm freaking out because I'm like, what is she seeing that I'm not? I didn't see anything. I heard something, but I think it was just my foot. Like, or I'm in a leather chair, so maybe I like turned weird but my point my point was that you don't recover from that like anyone who knows you as the person who one time got like was clicking and like scratching your arms until they bled and tried to kill someone like you don't recover you go to a new location you just pretend that didn't happen like you start your life over new I, are you gonna let that haunted bitch back into your life like no, no you're never gonna no. like spend alone time with that person again no no because like you know part of me like of course feels sorry for this person and I'm like damn I hope they got the help they needed if it was like a mental crisis but at the same time like bro you tried to murder someone yeah if you tried to murder someone like that doesn't matter what the mental issue is like that's a right. problem yeah yeah just... <laughs> like you can't just go around trying to murder people so freaking scary wow these stories have been really good yeah uh, This one comes to us from Elizabeth B. And it says, I live in a house made of haunted parts. What? Hey, ladies, I've been recently binging your podcast and it is absolutely amazing. So let's get into my haunted house. So a while ago, I was just making conversation with my mom about haunted slash creepy incidents. Then she says, I'm surprised that our place is not haunted. I turned to her and instantly told her to tell me everything. 
She told me in not too specific detail that a guy used to live on our property and he would rape his daughters and <gasps> throw the babies to the pigs on their farm. No, that can't be real. I instantly needed to do more research on this. Turns out that this guy was... Okay, you guys trigger warning. I'm going to use the R word a lot here because it's in this story, okay? I would have given you a trigger warning before, but I didn't know until just now. Okay. I instantly needed to do more research on this. Turns out that this guy was raping and feeding his daughter's babies to the pigs for years. The daughters would even try to give themselves abortions to stop their father. Well, word got around the community and the police went after him. They went to his place and he was like, hold on, I have to run upstairs real quick. Well, it had been a while and the cops got suspicious. Turns out the guy jumped out of the second story window and ran up a hill to the near dynamite shack. The police followed him up there and they had a standoff with guns. The guy blew himself up. Not sure if it was on purpose or accidentally. All that's left was one of his feet in the boot he was wearing. Skip ahead a couple months later and I was talking to my dad about it. He told me that he actually tore down that guy's place and showed me exactly where it was on our property, which was conveniently right across from our house. Then I looked at him with a serious face and said, Please tell me you didn't keep anything from that house. He looked at me and said, I did use some of the trim on our house. I even found some pictures of him tearing down that house. So yeah, I guess my house has wood from a rapist and baby killer guy. Love the podcast and keep making it. Sorry if this was really long. Elizabeth from Wisconsin. Elizabeth, is that a true story? Because I'm pretty sure that's part of um, Game of Thrones. There's like a guy on there that has a bunch of like, wives and he sleeps with them and then their children he if they're boys he throw like gives them to the the night walkers or whatever those things are the um i'm literally i am so confused right now this is a real story I don't, this, elizabeth we have we have i'm gonna start google right now what google, google it right now i we need to solve this wisconsin, so i'm assuming it took place in wisconsin wisconsin um baby pigs what do you say what, what dynamite man baby <laughs> pigs <laughs> wisconsin dynamite uh big man pigs. baby pig pig fairs and suicide by dynamite hold on i found something that says um pig fairs and suicide by dynamite hold on hold on hold on hold on i'm i'm scrolling well, while you're scrolling, Elizabeth, I have questions. I have so many questions. Are you able to send a picture of the trim on your house? Are you able to send a picture of where the place that this man's house was standing? Do you know what happened to his daughters after that? Were they like, hopefully they were like liberated and like got therapy and have lived great lives? How long ago did this happen? I am so confused. Like, this is the creepiest shit I have heard in possibly my life. Yeah, I can't find it. I've I've like typed in every combination of like Wisconsin and the R word and baby and killers and murders and pigs and dynamite and I'm not <laughs> finding it. I'm finding a lot of other haunted shit, but no. Your NSA agent is just like watching you type in like <sighs> baby pig, no. baby pig dynamite over and over again and no. is about ready to arrest you. Elizabeth, that is so scary. I wonder if your parents were just trying to fuck with you or if it's real. So scary. I'm hoping it's not real. But also yeah. if it is real, that's, I don't, 
I need to go to sleep now. I'm scared. <laughs> this is so scary. I feel like the this past is the few, scariest episode. It's because we're like separated. Like it's at nighttime right now. I'm, I'm by myself in my house. It's like too quiet. Normally we do it in a studio. I, There's like a PowerPoint, whatever. I'm just like yeah. reading scary emails by myself. Uh, Natalia and I are not okay. We had to, we, yeah. we, we stopped recording for a minute just to talk about that story. <laughs> because it, 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 I'm, I'm laughing because of how uncomfortable I am. It combines, it combines sexual assault with, uh, murder with infanticide with um what else with serial killing <laughs> serial killing with uh incest with, like hillbilly with, like hills have eyes shit yeah with a guy gets blown up and all that's left is his foot in his boot and then it also combines we took the trim off his house. We bulldozed his house, but put some of his house on our house. It's just like so. I can't process. I'm it. choosing I to believe it's not real, Elizabeth. You need, you need to reach out with some newspaper clippings, please. Send an email. He ran to a dynamite show. He was like, "Wait, also, hold on." He, no, he jumped out the second story window and ran to a dynamite show. It's just like a Michael Bay movie. This is oh, the worst. Man. It's just, honestly, it's just, it's so horrific that, like, I can't even process it. It literally is every bad yeah. thing you've ever thought of in your life in one story. Natalia. Yeah. <laughs> I keep hearing things. I keep hearing things that I'm so scared. I'm, like, sweating right now. You guys, I'm fucking... If you guys could see me on film right now, you would be like, she needs uh, help. We're losing it. All right. I better move on to this next email before we think too much about the haunted dynamite shack man. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, this email is from Shy A. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucked up. The haunted Shit, guy. Okay. All right. All okay. right. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> this email. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just keep thinking, like, I just, I just keep thinking if you were one of those cops and you're just like, sir, come out. And, like, you go home that day and you, your wife is like, how was your day at work? And you were like, well. This guy jumped out a two-story build a building, and we had to chase him. And, oh God! Oh, okay, sorry. No, I'm losing it. I'm losing it as well. I'm like, all right. Look, I'm not gonna look. Okay, at you. don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Close your eyes. Okay, this email is from Shy A. Hi guys, I love your show. Anywho, my name is Shy, and the most wicked thing happened to me in summer of 2018. I'm going to leave out a lot of details and change names due to, the, due to personal reasons. Also, I would like to forewarn that I am a 24-year-old Aries, and I tell stories. Sorry, I'm still thinking about the boot. <laughs> Stop! Stop! What if it was just a Timberland? <laughs> okay. <clears throat> also, I would like to forewarn that I am a 24-year-old Aries, and I tell... <laughs> stop stop okay. and 
and I tell stories just like a foul-mouthed, don't-give-a-fuck Aries would. Slay. That was me saying slay, not not shy. Okay. Love Summer that. 2018, I fell in love. I fell in love as a new mother with my new home that I had gotten by myself and could personalize, and I fell in love with the man I had seen in my dreams as a teenager. Hold on. I can't. This girl's haunted? I Well, I don't think I've gotten to the haunted part Wait yet. Wait a second. She's, paint, let me paint, hold on. Did I understand that right? She's a new mom and she moves into a house and then falls in love with a a man from her dreams? That's how I'm interpreting it. So I'm going to say yes. Okay. Okay. All right. This home was trash. It had rats needed completely, needed to be completely remodeled. It was like someone lived there in the 70s, picked up their stuff and left it vacant until I moved in. It always gave me the creeps. It had a huge horsefly problem that didn't start until the haunting did. <gasps> I would th- I would think I had seen three horseflies at a time and go to swat them, and at least ten more would fly at me. Mortifying. Oh but I digress. When I finally had slept with the man I loved, we'll call him Rico, the weird shit started happening. This part may be insignificant, but I think it's worth mentioning that the sex happened in a room that was lit with a red light and in front of a mirror. I spent a lot of time alone, and one night I was standing in the mirror doing my makeup, and Rico's denim jacket picked itself up off of a big, secure hook and slammed itself onto the ground. I then heard what sounded like footsteps going down the first three stairs right outside the door. I was terrified. However, I was trying to calm myself down. I told myself there was no way this could be anything evil. Maybe just mischievous because it, quote, ran away after it threw the jacket. I went underneath my covers and forced myself to go to sleep. After that, my 10-month-old son started waking up in the middle of the night, screaming around 1 a.m. every night like clockwork. He had been sleeping through the night since he was three months old. One day, I went outside to smoke and went to go back inside, and my door was locked. As I mentioned, my house was old. I had easily broken into my house before, so I wasn't worried. But after an hour of trying to break in with my two neighbors, who were apparently skilled criminals that brought tools to unlock the door, I was getting scared because my son was inside. We decided to give up and call someone, but just then, I shit you not... The fucking door creaked open by itself. At this point in the story, I am obsessing over what is going on. Later on, I'm trying to go to bed and I can't stop thinking about this. I'm crying and praying, trying to figure out why all of this unexplainable shit is happening. When suddenly I hear a voice. This voice is so loud in my ears that it's as if I were wearing headphones. The voice is deep and laughing and says, this is Rico's fault. Ask him. He knows my fucking name. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry again. (laughs) Okay, fuck. Everything I fell in love with is haunted. My son is having nightmares. My house is haunted. And Rico knows the name of the spirit that is making my life hell. The next morning, I call Rico crying. I tell him to get all his shit out of my house because he's no good and I do not want to have this energy around me at all. He asks where all of this is coming from. I finally tell him I'm living in some supernatural hell 
and that I heard a voice tell me it's his fault and that he knows its name. He hangs up the phone and then he fucking texts me. Quote, I haven't said this name out loud in 13 years. Please don't say it. He proceeds to tell me the name of a spirit that has apparently been his guardian for his whole life that he's had and that he's had priests in his country in South America try to remove it from him, but he's stuck with it. He begs me to call a Catholic priest to my home, but won't tell them, but don't tell them why. But he says, like, don't tell the priest why. Okay, how about no? Now I'm scared, but I feel as if but I feel as I have an advantage because I now know its name. Immediately and against Rico's wishes, I say its name out loud. (gasps) Nothing happens, but I do feel relieved. As I did more research, I had come to find out that this spirit is not evil. However, if this specific practice had a devil, which it doesn't, it would be this spirit. Over the course of time, a lot of things start happening. I had four guests in my home after that, and they all asked me if I thought the house was haunted. They all saw something different. The house had become a source of chaos. My brother was my roommate, and we started to become a little crazy from it all. One day, we got in a huge fight. I decided to leave with my son to a friend's house for a couple of hours and take a break from all the craziness. Two days later, I get a phone call. A tree from the backyard falls onto the roof of my house. It doesn't destroy anything except for the room where me and my son slept. If we had been there and I had been in bed, I would have died. The only place in the whole house that was destroyed is also where me and Rico first had sex. I never found my way back there. I lost everything in fear of going back. It has since been remodeled and new people live there, and I can't help but wonder if what I think was a portal in my home has ever been closed. Oh my god, I have so many chills all over my body. That was hands down the scariest thing I've ever read from the listener stories. That is so freaky. That is not like a, oh, I heard something weird or something weird happened to me. That is like some, I had some weird stuff happening to me and then someone confirmed that they had a demon attached to them and said the name of the demon out loud and it, and I was able to go and look it up and oh my God, so terrifying. Do you know what sex magic is? No, I don't. There's like, so there's this stuff called, I should do an episode on it. I don't really know that much about it because I'm kind of scared of it, but it's sex magic. Like you can... I saw a documentary where there were, it was about this woman who like robbed this um, this like Vegas hotel back in like the like the eighties, and she was convinced to do it under hypnosis by this guy who like did sex magic with her, and she didn't know what it was, but it's where they would like set up an altar and like literally like ha- use sex to like manifest their greatest desires together, and like he he like had her under the spell. And they use mirrors in, in sex magic. So I wonder if that guy, Rico or whatever, was like using it or something. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe even accidentally, right? If like maybe the demon thing was like channeling through him since it was already attached to him. And like, I don't know. That is so fucking scary. That guy though is like Rico is like up to something. Like, I mean, the demon was saying like it's his fault, right? Right. That know. like Rico is the source of all of these problems. And then I wonder if like shy kicking him out 
is why she was able or why they were able to live like mm-hmm. her and her son were able to like escape before that tree fell yeah like I wonder if the only reason why that even happened like why you had the good fortune of not dying from a tree also what a freak accident a tree falling on right. your bedroom where you yeah. and your infant son sleep Natalia yeah. what would you do if like you brought someone into your life and then your son just starts crying every night and then a tree falls on his room <laughs> fucking no I you'd would, leave like, right like shy did what all of us would do you just fucking leave yeah leave never go back no lose everything like like change my number everything so scary yeah rico can never get a hold of me ever again shy also write in an email if you've talked to rico since then like i'm scared of everyone right now everything's yeah. scary <laughs> <laughs> Ever these are some of the most haunted emails we've had in, in a while. I know. This one comes to us from Chelsea K. The house that turned me into a believer. I should start by saying these ghost stories come from my husband, not from me, but they're super creepy and worth reading. Back in 2011, my husband had just moved into a new house with a few friends of his. On the first day in the house, he was busy unpacking his room when he heard someone whistling from the living room. Assuming it was one of his roommates, he thought nothing of it and continued to unpack. It wasn't until he walked out of the living room that he realized he was actually the only one home. His roommates had gone to the stores for groceries over 20 minutes before that. That same night, he was laying in bed and trying to fall asleep when his closet door suddenly slammed shut in front of him. He was especially freaked out by this because his thick bathrobe was hanging on the corner of the door, which meant that it would have taken a bit of force to get the door to forcefully shut. Despite being creeped the fuck out, he just turned on his side and went to sleep. Um, how? (laughs) Weeks passed without any more creepy occurrences until one night when he and his roommates were hanging out in the kitchen. They were drinking beers, decompressing from the week when they heard the jingling of keys and the footsteps leading directly through where they were standing in the kitchen and heading towards the front door. They all froze, looking at each other like, you heard that, right? When out of nowhere, there was a loud bang on the front door. My husband says that this is the moment that scared him to his core because there was no denying what everyone had heard and experienced. Other creepy thing happened in that house, like jingling of doorknobs, unexplained shadows passing by windows at night, and his roommate, who had never had sleeping troubles, experienced night terrors and sleep paralysis. Safe to say they noped the fuck out of that house and moved the first chance they got. This was the house that truly turned my husband from a skeptic into a believer. I'm happy to say that I never personally experienced anything paranormal, and I hope it stays that way. In fact, whenever my husband and I go on vacation to a new hotel room, I always walk in and say out loud, if there are any spirits here, we're cool. I don't mind that we share our space. I just ask that we leave each other alone. Great job on your podcast. Keep it going. I so enjoy being creeped out on the car ride to and from work. Your haunted BFF that you've never met before, Shelly. Oh Shelly, that is so creepy how they all were just in the kitchen and they hear footsteps and keys and then the and door doorknobs slams. jingling. Yeah. And, like, oh. and whistling, honestly, disembodied whistling is extremely creepy to me. I feel like once when I was little, I read a story and I don't remember if it was a true story or just like one of those Richard Scary ghost stories, but it had to do with like a ghost that whistles 
And just that concept of like you're home alone and someone's just joyfully whistling in the other room, no. but there's no one there. That like chills me to the bone. No, I hate that. Oh, it's like that song that's like through the tulips. Yeah, that's <laughs> when you'll find me. Yeah, exactly. So that's scary. just like throw the record player off a cliff and <laughs> like jump after it like that's how that's how disembodied whistling makes me feel (laughs) this email comes from amber h hi guys my name is amber and this is going to be long so i'm very sorry in advance you can cut out any of this and i will 100 percent understand i started listening to your podcast a month or two ago and it really helped me forget some things that were going on in my life I have had several very haunted experiences throughout my life, including seeing a super scary black shadow mass thingy above my cousin sucking the light out of her, as my mom recalled a few years ago when I spoke to her about it, and floating above her while she was asleep, as well as seeing my grandpa in the field he was buried in. Oh my god. This person's definitely like a medium. Yes, this is, sorry, this email starting off strong with just the most, like, scary imagery ever. Okay, so anyway, she goes on. So, of course, I moved my dumbass into a 124-year-old house. No. Oh, my God. You're right, total medium, though, like, very attracted to this old haunted-as-fuck house. Yes. So, first, some background. I found a really good deal through a family member who agreed to buy a house in my town if I rent it from them because they wanted to become landlords again. Mm. I agreed, but I never had a say in what house. So, they ended up getting a two-bedroom house that was built in 1896 for fairly cheap. Oh, my God. Sorry, that's just really old. Anything in the 1800s, like, guaranteed at least seven ghosts. That's (laughs) math. You can quote me on it. That's what it comes out to. Okay. When my boyfriend and I moved in, the guest bedroom was locked from the outside and the inside, and we had to break into it, causing it to not latch when it shuts. There was a floorboard in the guest bedroom that had been cut twice vertically about a foot apart and had holes to put your fingers in and pull the board up. Essentially, it was a hidey hole in the floor. Mm. It was old and had been painted over twice with wood floor paint, which I could see because the top coat was peeling. I was like, there's gold in them there, Hills, and my boyfriend kicked (laughs) the board in. (laughs) We found three different sized little girls underwear, one with a tag and a training bra with the tag and hanger. I really don't have any ideas on this. It really freaked me out. We also found a lot of the previous owner's belongings in the shed. AA books, pictures of the owner in Vietnam, his high school diploma, a bunch of personal things. It was super weird. So we hear some voices here and there, nothing too big that I remember. My bo- Also, how casual. Like, yeah, we heard some disembodied ghost voices here and there, but nothing yeah. too big. <laughs> My my boyfriend's sisters would sometimes stay the night, and one time when the youngest of the three stayed, she saw a shadow figure who looked like a man peeking around the door at her while she was trying to sleep in the guest bed. No. We put a hook lock on the outside of the guest bedroom door so that it would shut and our cat, cats couldn't get into it, but the lock came unlatched all the time. This happened for months and got so bad that every time it was out of my sight, it would come unlatched, even if I was just turning around for a second. I slammed all the doors in the hallway and nothing would happen. It would stay latched. But as soon as I dismissed it and would turn to leave, it would slowly creak open. No. 
We had a few other things happen, but what happened a few weeks ago tops it all so far. I decided to finally unpack some of my wall decor and stop waiting to paint because my landlord sucks. Man, we can all we can all relate to that. Yeah. To start, I put a hard plastic, very light clock on the wall and a small but heavy chalkboard under it. Both were over halfway up the wall. The next morning, I got up and went to the bathroom a room away. When I came back, both the clock and chalkboard were on the ground. I found it odd because the chalkboard is very heavy and we have wood floors throughout the house. I would absolutely have heard it if it had fallen. The nail where the chalkboard was hanging was also bent sideways into the wall. I hung the clock back up but just leaned the chalkboard up against the wall on the floor until I could buy screws. A week later, the super light plastic clock flew off the wall into the middle of the room and hit my bed so hard that my boyfriend and I woke up. I sat up immediately because of how much it scared me and I saw it fly off of the bed to the opposite side of the room oh and, hit our, and hit our dresser. Oh That's God. how hard it hit the bed. I don't have much else to say. Hopefully that wasn't too long and I hope you two liked it. Thank you for the constant entertainment and quality stories. Please keep it up. What uh, Amber. You, what do you do if that happens to you? Like if shit's flying around your room, like. <laughs> I think like I'm trying to put myself in that position and I'm thinking I would like, what can you do, right? You either like pick up a baseball bat and like smash that clock as it's flying past you yeah. or you just have to sit there and like accept that now you're in a room with flying objects. It's not even the objects flying that scares me. It's like that there's a presence there, you know? Right. Like, I don't, like, hit me in the face with a clock. I don't care. But, like, <laughs> as soon as I find out that there's, like, an old whispering woman somewhere, like, wh- Also, it's super creepy that the person left all their personal stuff in the shed. It makes me think that maybe it wasn't theirs. Like, maybe they had collected from other people or oh. something. Or maybe like, they, like, they died and their family just didn't do a good job cleaning out the house. Yeah, I just feel like, I mean, I maybe, okay, so here's my thought process. At first, I was thinking, like, oh, you wouldn't want to leave pictures of you at Vietnam. Like, you would want that as a keepsake. But maybe if you have PTSD or something, you don't want to remember that. I don't know. Yeah, but your college diploma or whatever, or was it high school diploma? Like, oh, your diploma? Yeah. that I don't know. I feel like you'd want that. So I feel like it must be somebody who died or maybe they didn't have any family after they passed and the house, mm-hmm. like, got repossessed by the bank and that's why your landlords were like, we're going to get back into being landlords. We're going right, to get this, super like... Cheap. Yeah, this super cheap foreclosed home and it's 124 years old and we're going to put you in it Ponded and you're fun. renting from us. Also, why are there little girls' underwear? I can't even, I like can't even think about that. I don't even know what the explanation would be. Yeah, what explanation would be good for that? Maybe Mm. it was a seamstress (laughs) who was... That was their, they've always wanted to be a seamstress and that was like their secret hobby and they were so like that, they made this like really good little girls underpants and training bra and they were like this is so good but I can't tell anyone of my secret hobby so I'm gonna like innocently put the this great work I did in this little compartment and then maybe one day when I have the courage I'll you know get like my design will get bought by Target (laughs) oh I was 
I was thinking that like rats or raccoons had stolen these clothes that a seamstress was making and like oh. hidden them in the floorboards as a nest. But I like your idea of an embarrassed seamstress more. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's not every single one of these stories has been so scary. I don't know if this it's just is horrible by ourselves right now, but I don't know. I'm sweating as well. I've just begun sweating and I can't stop. This next one's really short, and so I'm going to read this one and then, the, and then another one. So you get two from me. Okay, cool. This one comes to us from Molly W. Episode 33. Hi, Nat and Allie. I love your podcast. In, repre- in reference to episode 33, I have not yet, I have not had a ruptured eardrum, but a perforated one. Apparently, if you had an ear infection and blow your nose really hard, you can perforate your own eardrum. That's what happened to me. It is extremely painful, so I can't imagine how much a ruptured one hurts. It feels like someone is stabbing your ear with a knife. I was given Mm -hmm. hydro for the pain, eardrops, nasal spray, and an antibiotic. The only thing I can think of is if Lars was given painkillers and he was drinking and possibly doing other drugs, it could have mixed poorly and made him a little crazy. Just thought I'd give you my thoughts on it. Keep making your podcast. Love you guys, Molly. Oh, yeah. Yeah, episode 33, if you guys don't know, was the mysterious disappearance of Lars Matonk. And in that story, there's this German guy on vacation in, I believe it was Bulgaria or somewhere. It was somewhere where the 7,000-year-old town... Yeah, it was it it was somewhere in Europe and he was <laughs> on vacation there and then like there's this crazy airplane footage or airport footage of him just like freaking out at the airport, leaving his bags and running and the only thing that like people could point to is that he had gotten in this fight and ruptured his eardrum. So I Molly's saying that she's had a perforated eardrum and that it was super fucking painful and you had to take like crazy yeah hydro for the pain that like makes you loopy i feel like people on lean like they don't run away like sprint off into the middle of a haunted <laughs> forest you know they like no, but chill she, well i think she's saying if he had been on these really strong painkillers and antibiotic and then also was doing recreational drugs with his friends oh. the night before then maybe he could have had a bad reaction but okay i think about the lars matant case every once in a while and i just i seriously think that he was being used as a drug mule. Right. I really think that. I've thought about it. I've thought about it more. I'm thinking about it right now. That's what I believe. Yeah, and he was scared. This one comes to us from Gwen C. Hey, so I personally have had some weird haunting slash things happen to me for God knows how long. One of the first ones happened when I was about 11 or 12 and my grandfather passed away. I was basically a wreck because I regretted that I wasn't as close to him as I could have been. Though I think a part of it might have been a slight language barrier. He came to America from the Philippines and had a very thick accent. Anyways, a month after he passed, I dreamt of him. There was no background scenery, just my grandfather. He told me it was okay to let go. I remember waking up with tears streaming down my face, but I felt peaceful in my heart for the first time since he had passed. A few years later, I told my dad about it. Now, my dad is not a super spiritual ghost exists kind of guy by any means. So when I told him about the story, he looked me dead in the eye and said, oh yeah, that's a normal Filipino thing that happens. What? When I asked him to elaborate for me, he told me that's how his grandmother had what he had only met once with had visited him after he died and after she died and how some people in the family were upset about it because they barely knew each other. So that was a pretty cool ethnical lesson. 
Now this next story is a little creepier and honestly still bothers me to this day. So back when I was 18, I went with a couple of my friends to visit one of my roommate's brother's graves. So we get to the graveyard and stop in front of the grave and I crouched in front of the grave after my roommate had said a few words to tell this person I didn't know that their brother was being taken care of. As I finished talking, I feel eyes bore into my back though no one was behind me. I stood up and looked behind me and find no one. Fine, whatever. It's like 10 at night and we're in a graveyard. Sure, some spirit is watching our group. That's cool. <laughs> we go back to the car to leave and I round the back to get in the seat behind the driver. As I touch the door, a hand presses onto my <gasps> back and I flip shit because obviously no one is there. On the ride back, I found out that a murderer was killed by the cops in front of that cemetery. And I have a rosary in hand. What? I was raised Catholic and was freaked out. Cut me a break. <laughs> Praying my ass off. <laughs> At first, everything was fairly normal. I was an immature asshole who worked a shitty fast food job and hated everything. As the month wore on, though, I became snippier and bitchier than normal. I was sleeping maybe two hours at most at night and barely eating and just straight up wanted to die. People even asked if I was sick because I was ghostly pale and my eyes were sunken in and dark. Then one day, one of my friends looked at me and asked how I was doing because I obviously didn't look good. I told him all the things people had told me I was doing. He then asked me when it started, which was in fact the day that I had visited the graveyard. I relayed to him what had happened that night and without missing a beat, he says, ah, so something attached itself to you then. That's why I'm not seeing anything. Yes, he can see what? spirits. So he asked me where the hand was and thankfully was spiritually strong enough to untouch this, unattach the spirit from me. But I had to have my sense shut off because of the fear it caused me and I flat out refused to go to graveyards at night anymore. This thing could have killed me. My friend has also lost a lot of spiritual strength from expelling the spirit from me and eight years later still hasn't regained all of it. It was super fucked up. What? I have one more story that's lighter to end on. So about a half a year-ish after that last story before my sense was closed off for my safety, I was hanging out with a friend outside of her house around the middle of the night. We were just shooting shit with each other and at one point she went inside to use the bathroom. While she was inside, I sensed someone behind me. For me personally, I cannot see spirits, but I feel them unless they allow me to see how they look in my mind, if that makes sense. So again, I sense someone behind me and no one's there. But in my head, I see a Native American man with a headdress and war paint, I think, on his face. There was no threat, so I wasn't worried, and when my friend came out, I even told her we had a new friend, which she accepted without question. So about half an hour later, the Native American man's presence disappeared, and a group of drunk people passed us to go to the house next door. One of the people who was male slowed down as he passed us, we're both girls. He asked if we wanted to come party with them. Normally, my friend and I would be all for partying, except since it was right next door, the guy and the guy seemed to be really off, so we both said no. He kept trying to get us to join for like five minutes before giving up. Later that week, I was telling another friend about what happened in the Native American guy and all that. My friend had me specifically describe what Native American looked like, the, what the Native American man looked like, so I told her. After a moment of silence, she looked at me and told me that that was her uncle and the war paint was a warning, what? most likely for the guy who tried to get the other friend and I to join them. I think it's cool that my friend's own family member was looking out for me though. I do have other stories, but those, three have always kind of stuck with me and I hope you liked them. Maybe I'll send a few other ones another time. Also love the podcast and love what you guys do. So please keep doing it. Thanks for letting me write in. P.S. I'm not sure if my real name is on the email or not, but my real name is Gwendolyn. If you do read this on the podcast, Gwendolyn, 
That's really cool to know that like a comforting yeah. like guardian spirit is like looking out yeah. for you. And I wonder what would have happened if they had gone with those guys. It just would have been a really boring night. He was like, don't yeah. he was like, don't waste your makeup. Like I'm trying to tell right. you with my war paint, like it's not worth it. You know, like get some sleep tonight, like eat some junk food in your pajamas and go to bed at a sensible hour. These boys right. are just going to bore the shit out of you. They're going to talk to you about like fantasy football <laughs> for way too long. And then they're going to try to like play Wonderwall on the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the ultimate haunting. Um, Gwendolyn, yeah, I think that's crazy that that happened to your dad. And then, it, like, he was just like, oh, yeah, that's like a Filipino thing. And he was like, actually, that happened to me with one of your relatives. And everyone else was pissed because they were like, why did they visit you? You didn't even know them. That's so typical of family. I feel like the more you hang out with family, the, like, more annoyed you are with them. So, like, if you have a family member, like, you never saw, you would just be like, I'm going to use my one pass to visit someone on that, like, great, you know, uh, nephew I had. <laughs> Okay, I have a short email here, so I'm going to read this one and then the next one. This comes from Jonna H. Hi, I'm a longtime fan. My sisters and I listen to your podcast all the time and discuss. The Dyatlov Pass incident was my fave. We're members of the Navajo tribe, and the fact that Nat mentions skinwalkers is awesome. Skinwalker stories are a whole other email. Anywho, can you do an episode about the afterlife and near-death experiences? My mom was obsessed with a book called Embraced by the Light by Betty Eadie, and I think that it would be a great subject for you guys to discuss. Keep up the great work, and thanks for saving me from boredom. Sincerely, Jonna. Jonna, I recognize your name, um, yeah. and thank you for being a yeah, listener. thank you. And thank you to your sisters, yeah. too. That's a great suggestion. Actually, we've kind of, we've gotten some emails of, like, people who've had these near-death experiences, mm -hmm. and I think we could probably compile them into one episode. So we might just I do that. I once listened to like an audio book that was about a doctor, no, a psychologist who was also a doctor who had this woman come in and she like claimed that she had like was like an ancient Egyptian woman in like a past life. And he like put her under hypnosis and asked her all these questions. And she knew all these answers that like no one would have known unless they like he she knew all these answers about his personal life that he had never told anyone oh. like she knew the name of his son that was like uh that like had died in the womb that they had like him and his wife had named and it was crazy oh so shit. maybe that's maybe, crazy yeah, maybe we could do an episode on that wow that's nuts because i was it's like one thing if someone comes in and they're like hey i know that like your dad's name is Bob. Right. And it's like, cool, you got an Ancestry.com account for the three thir free 30-day trial. Like, I'm not impressed. Yeah. But if you know, like, the name of, like, a child that wasn't even born, you know, like, that was born stillborn, right. like, that's not something that you can just look up. That's not going to be on newspapers.com or yeah. whatever. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, this next email comes from Kate D. <laughs> and the subject is Baby's First Demon. Oh my goodness. Hey ladies, I discovered your podcast a few months ago and you have helped me through a lot of road trips and a lot of days of work. Thanks for being you and creating this awesome podcast. So here is my tale. I was born and raised in a small fishing town called Gig Harbor up in Washington state. My mother and father built my childhood home back in the 80s on an old holly and dairy farm. Lots of history there. My parents split not long after I was born, so it was just my mom, our cats, 
The older I got, the more my mom collected. She is now not the crazy cat lady, but in a happy relationship. (laughs) I love that it's like a little disclaimer there. That's cute. Um, So it was just my mom, our cats, and I living together. I have had experiences before this one that my mom relays to me now, but this is my first memory of actually interacting with something paranormal. It first started out small. I would hear my name being said in a range of different voices. My mom's voice, a little girl or boy, an older woman or a gentleman's. And I would always respond or yell to my mom, what? And she, of course, would reply, what? What? Me. You called me? Her. No, I didn't. It must be the angels. I went to private school first through sixth grade. So that was her answer to most of these interactions I had. Then things escalated rapidly after the voices were making themselves more known. I would experience light flashes with the voices or wisps of darkness scurrying along the wall. I was a weirdo, though, and never thought much of it, nor was I scared. My mom just told me that my mom just told me the other day how I used to come to her all the time from ages three to six saying I saw this or that, but it never frightened me. A few weeks went by of the voices and lights before the next events. One morning, my mom was waking me up to get ready for school. Now, our house was a one-story basic farmhouse. I would walk out of my bedroom door, and to my right was the, was the hallway that leads into a living room slash dining room area, then straight down into the kitchen, which then leads to our big family room area. I began walking down the hallway to the kitchen to fix breakfast. I started to pass our living room, which housed a rocking chair, that all of a sudden encapsulated my attention. I stopped dead in my tracks and turned my head to the chair. All of a sudden, a man in his 40s, who was see-through, dressed all in white, we're talking suit and fedora, cigar out the mouth, stepped out of the rocking chair, bowed at me, tipped his hat to me, and then walked back into the chair and disappeared. What? I, I stared for a few seconds, but then went on with my morning. Like I said, I'm a fucking weirdo. A few days later, the same morning ritual occurred. Mom comes to wake me up, and I head right down to the kitchen. In the mornings, my mom didn't turn that many lights on in the house. So it was a dark morning, and the only light that was on was in the kitchen. As I was in the kitchen getting cereal, I was called to look up by something in by something into our dark family room which was in front of me as my gaze shifted into the room there it was the eyes are what caught my attention first red glowing piercing soul-sucking eyes oh my god head turned to the side snarling at me its body was dark as midnight long fangs encircled around its gaping mouth Drops of bloodthirsty saliva shimmering down each fang, like saber-tooth teeth. Its arms were curled up as close to its chest that it could get, and its long fingers protruding talons for nails. Tiny trails of who-knows-whose blood slithering down them, rubbing its claw-like hands back and forth as if in some form of anticipation. There were long bone-like spikes running down its back till my vision got to his goat-like hind legs. I froze, not sure what I was seeing at eight years old. Still not scared, but intrigued. I was a fucking weirdo. In that moment of being stunned, a white flash blinded me and overtook the beast. 
I looked up and the demon was gone. In that moment, I knew it was the man I had seen stepping out of the rocking chair days before, my guardian angel. After this experience, nothing ever slowed down. It picked up from there and the older I got, the more active the spirits became. No one could come over without having some sort of supernatural experience. We had demons, ghosts, poltergeists, visions, intense lucid dreaming, Bigfoot, aliens, the dog man. I've seen a lot and have pictures of some of it to prove it. Well, I figured this was good enough for now. May send in more stories down the road. Lots of love and light to you all. Kate D. The dog man. Remember the Beast of Bray Road? Oh. Send in an e- First of all, Kate, send in emails with pictures and all the other stories you hinted at. Also, just a, a translucent man wearing a fedora stepping out of a rocking chair and then tipping his hat like milady and I then know. disappearing. I, I was thinking he, you have like a neck beard guardian angel. Also, like it could have just been like the whole trope is like, oh, the nice guy. He's like, white knighting, literally. Natalia, I kept seeing you looking around your room while I was talking to you. Yeah, because I got scared. Like, why did she spend like four paragraphs describing? It was like blood, snarl, dripping down his <laughs> scaly skin. And I was like, well, I'm getting the fucking creeped out. <laughs> Hello, Nat and Allie. Thank you for your podcast. It's a good pastime as I am stuck in LA traffic. I run in conservative Christian circles, so I'd rather my name not be mentioned. Sorry for the super long email. I wanted to tell you a bit about the paranormal things I've experienced ever since I was little. My childhood home is built in 1961, and ever since I was a little girl, I could remember hearing strange breathing noises under my parents' bed and under the couch. God. Natalia, what is going on? There's something scratching at my door, and I think it's the fucking dog, but what if it's not? Don't open it, because I don't want to watch you be murdered on Zoom. I, I have that to open That would be traumatic. It. Okay, you guys, I'm scared. I'm just, okay, Natalia picked up a knife, and it's like a brie knife. It's not even, it would not hurt anyone. It's a cheese knife. Okay, she opened the door. It's Archer. <laughs> Serious? I, like, shut the door behind me because I'm not about to get, like, you know, the fucking scary movies where you're, like, on a webcam and then someone's like, there's something behind you. So I, like, shut the door. But then the fucking dogs are, like, breathing back there and, like, I I heard a scratch and I screamed and scared me and, like, God. Oh, my God. I tried to take a screenshot of you looking at me so disappointed with this brie knife in your hand while Archer just, like, smiles and wags his tail. (laughs) But it didn't work. I don't think I got the screenshot. God, this I'm getting so freaked out right now. Okay. Okay, how about this is the last email for this listener story because we're getting too scared. My childhood home is built in 1961. And ever since I was a little girl, I could remember hearing strange breathing noises under my parents' bed and under the couch. I would hold my breath just in case I was having some sort of weird auditory delay and hearing my own breathing. But the noise would still continue. I would always be too scared to even move. And I was even more scared of telling my parents they're very superstitious and I didn't want to face any consequences. More than that, I would have dreams about the attic, which is more of just a crawl space. I'm not sure why it is even there. There isn't any ladder to enter, but there is an apparent tile of detached popcorn ceiling that can be lifted there. This random opening is settled in the small nook separating my sisters and my room. I would dream that I would find things like human bones. 
No. I would also dream about the wall between my sister and my room opening up with a gross moldy hole. And Ugh. while in my dream, nothing came in and out of the hole, I would wake up and I had a horrible sinking feeling. Another recurring dream that I would have would be my dad slaughtering himself to create soup for all of us because we were what? too poor to afford food. I would wake up crying and I couldn't tell my parents I dreamt that he died because they're so superstitious. Recently, my dad did get sick from being overworked and died. And I feel like that dream was warning me or letting me know. I'm not sure what to make of it. Other than that, the dream about my dad would, other than the dream about my dad, I would always be able to sense when someone in my family has died. I would wake up in the middle of the night knowing that someone in my extended family died and I would always be right because a phone call would soon to announce the news. I remember one day my mom was eating breakfast and I went to her and hugged her and said, it's okay, great grandma didn't hurt. And she freaked out because she had just heard the news of her passing moments before and there was no way I could have heard the phone call from my room when she was in the kitchen. When I was a little older, maybe around junior high, I would start having visions of people I never met. When I looked directly at a spot, I wouldn't see anything, but when I turned away, I would see things. For example, I remember distinctly that one time my sister and I had a little bouncy ball that rolled between two of the couches. They both had armrests, so there was a mini cave between them. When I went to get the ball, I saw nothing. But after I retrieved it, I couldn't get the image of a little pale boy crouched in a little cave. He wouldn't oh. be there as I looked at the space, though. I would also have images of a little Caucasian girl that I never met walking around the house, and I would somehow know to associate her with the breathing noise. I'm too scared to look up the history behind my house, but since it's such an old home, I wouldn't be surprised if children had died in it before. Sometimes as I'm driving, I would pass by somewhere and suddenly get horrible visions of homeless people who aren't there or people standing by the side of the freeway. Again, I would never see them. It would just enter my mind in a vision. In my studio apartment, I often see an image of someone hanging from the ceiling fan, which was what? replaced prior to my arrival. And I would feel like someone's always in the bathroom. My cats are constantly clawing at the bathroom door. Could just be a cat thing, but also could not be. And one of my cats often stares at the space right under the ceiling fan area, which again, could just be a cat thing, but nonetheless, I've learned to live with these visions. When I came across your episode on Raycon, I tried them and when imagining my childhood home, I couldn't really see any person, but I would have the feeling of being followed. Where my parents have built it in a huge Buddhist shrine, I couldn't imagine the shrine. This is weird in that way that I was always creeped out by the red glow of fake candles my mom kept on 24 seven and I could never look at the statues in the face. You would think this would be completely ingrained in my mind. However, while I was imagining the house, I would just see a large shadow of a person there. As a Christian, I do believe in ghosts, evil spirits, and demons, and something that I've always felt was an act of evil was the way my mom is so fervently against Christianity. Without going into too much detail, she disowned me when I became a Christian, and when I was little, she would tell me not to look at crosses. It feels a little more eerie now and sinister because I'm older, because I've not met any other Buddhists who are so offended even at the sight of a cross. I hope you guys have a great week and are all staying safe from COVID-19. 
Being trapped at home really sucks, but hopefully this will blow over soon. Thank you again for having your podcast. It really gets a little lonely in church when these things are kind of taboo to talk about. And your podcast reminds me I'm not alone and alone and experiencing the paranormal. Um, is she fucking insinuating that her mom is a demon who's like trying to get her to be Buddhist because she doesn't want her to like look at the fucking crosses and like exercise her when she becomes a Christian? So it sounds like she's saying that now that she's older, she's met other people that practice Buddhism who like aren't super, super anti-whatever. Like, anti yeah, because that's not the way of Buddhism, right? Buddhism is about like love and acceptance and stuff yeah. like that. Dude, I, I know she's your mom and I know you only have one parent. I'm sorry that your father passed, but I think your mom might be a devil. That's all I'm saying <laughs> based off of reading this email. I can't be sure. The idea, okay, I'm still stuck on the idea of being in your studio apartment, looking up at your ceiling fan and seeing someone hanging there. Yeah, and you're and they had just replaced this the ceiling fan before you moved yes. in. I cannot. Yeah. That that's like the conjuring where they're standing below the tree and then they look up and there's just a person hanging from the tree. Maybe I'll watch it now that it's Halloween, like during the day, like in the background, you know? As you're doing something else. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like while I'm I doing agree. laundry and like I'll make Enzo watch it. Well, actually, you know what, Natalia? Let's end on a positive note. I think I just I just realized that your next email, I think, is somewhat, something someone made for us. Yeah, it's yeah. an audio file. This email comes from Yosef G. And it's titled Spooky Beats. Dear lovely ladies of the podcast, Hope y'all are doing well in these haunted times. Since the world has resorted to becoming an introverted nerd like I am, I've been having a lot of free time to develop my mus musician skills. And while doing so, I've created this fun little intro for your podcast. Enjoy. Sincerely, Yosef. Let's get haunted. Natalia and I are dancing. You guys can't see, obviously, but just picture it. That was really cute. <laughs> that was awesome. Thank you, Yosef. That like, see, that like put me in a good spooky mood. I'm no longer in fear of, uh, of a dynamite shack man <laughs> coming to <laughs> feed me to pigs. I'm now thinking about cute little ghosts jumping around on musical right. notes. Yeah. Let's get haunted. Yeah, that was very cute. Thank you, Yosef. Natalia, what was your uh what's your favorite um story from this episode? I don't know. They were all really scary. I mean, they the one I really think the one with the girl and Rico, like it's just really scary. Yeah. That's like, how is freaky. that not a movie? I feel like a single mom like or I don't know if she's a single mom, but a new mom like moves into a house, right. you know? I mean, I was, she she meets she, the man of her dreams, but then yeah. it turns out he has a demon attached to him. At first, I thought she said like she meant 
that sh she had been dreaming of a like a figure and then she ended up having sex with them like that's how i interpreted that but then after i heard the truth which was no she just like thought she had met the man of her dreams figuratively and then he ends up being a fucking demon monger like yeah. i was like that's so much worse i feel like that movie could either be a rom-com where like <laughs> you fall in love with a demon <laughs> or right. it could be like the scariest movie on earth. And clearly it took the scary route because a yeah. tree fell on her bed. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't. Which one was your favorite? I honestly, I don't know. All of these were so frightening and I'm just going to be sitting here now because it's bedtime now. I'm going to go to sleep. I'm going to have sleep paralysis. <laughs> Um, it's going to be terrible. Also, I, you know what I can't stop thinking about is that first story I read about the, the dynamite man. No, oh. no, I never want to think about that ever again about the the guy in the army who heard that oh. like Latin speaking, witch, like she was speaking oh Latin God. when he was a child. And then he told that story to his officer. And then the officer was like, I just heard that the other night. Oh. I that so that scary. was very intriguing to me. But yes. honestly, all of these stories, you guys, all everyone who sent in a listener story for this episode, this is some fuck shit. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. Like I don't know how to help you, but I want to. Yeah, dude. Uh and then the creepy realization that the guy that was um in the army it might have been him talking what's worse you're hearing a voice and there's like some sort of entity in the room with you or realizing that you are making the noise i think honestly i think the scarier is if you're making the noise because it's involuntary right like you don't even know it's coming from you and then you realize it's coming from you and you like yeah. can't you have no control and you're like i'm speaking latin right now which is kind of cool to be honest <laughs> but not if you're using an old witch voice you're like, beep, 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 beep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> E pluribus unum. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> if you heard E pluribus unum coming from your closet. In the middle of the night, I'm sweating. You guys, we look so unwell right now. Like we're we're both like sweating. We're like, like hunched in a little ball. Wow, All right, guys, I think I think we've got to go before we become possessed. I know. I keep thinking I'm hearing things. Oh wow. Do you want to do the sign off, Natalia? I'm like crying. Um. <laughs> Sorry, I'm know, laughing because this is the most haunted episode. I know. Ever. I'm trying to like I try to think of these comebacks or not comebacks, these callbacks, and like do something that's not like fucked up. Like I don't want to be like gonna go bury some children's underwear in a <laughs> in a hole, you know? Like you want to think of something that's like you right. don't mind saying out loud, you know? Right. And I'm like having a really hard time. Like the other one, I was like gonna go blow myself up in a dynamite shack. Like I, I'm having a hard time thinking of something that's like. Yeah, the the only one that came to my the only one that came to my mind was BRB. Gotta go find a foot in a boot. <laughs> and I'm like, that's not good. Okay, well uh, we can do it. Let's see. Um, was there had to have been like a sweet one somewhere? BR, BRB gotta make a sick spooky beat. Oh right, yes. BRB gotta go make a sick spooky beat. Bye. Bye.